The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. My days working and taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy. Search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. Uh, I want to start the show, though, Matt, because uh, with uh, the Monday night, or excuse me, the Sunday night affair, where we saw... Uh, quite frankly, uh, two quarterbacks where we thought it wasn't going to be very close at all. Um, Zach Wilson, who everyone had dumped on as be- basically being the worst quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL. A lot of numbers would back that up, obviously. And then we've got like, you know, the pinnacle of quarterbacking in the NFL <laughs> in Patrick Mahomes. And then when they played the games, it just wasn't that way. This was probably the worst I've seen Patrick Mahomes play in a long, long time. And clearly it was the best we've seen Zach Wilson play maybe in his entire NFL career. Yeah. Um, obviously that's true for, for Zach Wilson, you know, just cause you brought up Mahomes. I mean, I think it's kind of the worst we've seen him play since a few weeks ago when we opened the season <laughs> and he didn't play very well in week one. I know like the receivers got a lot of flack obviously for drops and right. stuff. And you know, that's a hundred percent true, but there were definitely some throws that Mahomes turned down. There were some, you know, like he was a little too quick to get off reads in that first game. I mean, I think this is funny. I had this conversation with Chris Harris this morning. Um, you know, it's okay to say that through the first five weeks of or yeah, you know, yeah, we're going into week five now, the first four yeah. weeks of football, Patrick Mahomes is probably not playing he's played poorly in two of four games. Um, I, I would say personally watching the games, it's okay to say that and just like, let it lie. You know, we don't have to be Mm -hmm. like, so what does this mean for Mahomes' (laughs) legacy or like get all hot takey about it? Like, are the chiefs in trouble? Any of that type of stuff, right? We can just like, 
Okay. We're, we we should be the type of show, and you know, I said this on Harris's show, like we should, the type of show too, where we just say we can say those things, and they can be true, and like then that's yeah. it, right? And and again, yeah. we're talking on the Patrick Mahomes adjusted skill. He's still fourth in EPA per play. Right. Um, he's tenth in passing success rate so far. Uh-huh. Uh, completion uh-huh. percentage over expected. He's you know uh, sort of middle of the package, right? He's he's twentieth. Um, okay, so. That's saying that he's playing like a mere mortal when usually he doesn't. And I know there are obviously other things wrong with the Chiefs offense. Like Travis Kelsey looks like a man who's coming back from a serious injury and turns 34 in a couple of uh, days. Um, The receivers are not like nobody is stepping up and everybody looks like sub average at best. Uh, the offensive line has issues. I get that there are things that are working against Patrick Mahomes, but um, yeah, I think it's just, again, like it's okay to say he has played poorly in two of four games. It just probably doesn't mean anything long-term. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- I think that's probably right. You know, again, I, I don't know if he played, I don't know if he played poorly in week one. I hear what you're saying. He didn't play great. There's no question about it. Uh, his receivers, I think let him down big time, but this game in particular, I thought, some of these throws, my mm-hmm. God, what what are these throws that he's throwing? I mean, lobbing up just easy picks. I just I, I was confused by it all, man. Um, and and I don't know what your thought was on the Sauce Gardner penalty at the end of the game. But I, I personally thought it was a penalty. I know people were up in arms about it. I thought it was a penalty. Uh, but even that, if they didn't call that, let's say it's a 50-50 call, they didn't call it, that could have been another pick. Yeah, you know, so I don't know, man. He he just I was surprised by how poorly he played. Um, Jets got a great defense, obviously. But are there any takeaways maybe, you know, long-term wise in regards to the Jets, in regards to Zach Wilson? Because he played a pretty good game, although I did find it very humorous. Uh, People were, you know, uh, look, he played the best game that he's played in a long time, uh, maybe in his career ever because he's such a bad quarterback. But I'm just saying some of the highlights that they threw out there, Matt, that were really interesting. It's like, He's throwing late. He's throwing behind. He's throwing, you know, but it's his receivers that absolutely made great adjustments to the ball. Um, you know, he's throwing to tight window coverage. Again, guys just making plays for him, man, where I don't even know if the, the highlight montage was really a highlight montage for him so much as it was a highlight montage for his receivers making great plays. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think what was different about Zach Wilson usually is that he is, he was given it like given those guys chances and he was putting it like, this is, we're not going to talk about Desmond Ritter, but this is something that drives me crazy about Desmond Ritter. And they talked about this, like, you know, Orlovsky and Riddick during that London broadcast, they kept saying like, he just needs to fire it downfield to, to Drake London. He just needs to like fire, give these contested catch guys a chance. It's like, yeah, well he can't do that because he never places it right. Like, people talk about contested catch receivers like well just throw it up down there he'll go get it it's like no you have to be like think about joe burrow we'll talk about we're Uh definitely talking about the Bengals later you know burrow when he's healthy can throw it up to contested receivers but not just in a like i know the the meme is like oh f it jamar's down there somewhere but that's not really just how it is you've got to have good ball placement on those downfield contested throws give your receiver a chance uh, Desmond Ritter does not do that. Zach Wilson was doing it on Sunday night. Um, I did get a really good laugh out of um, uh, Mina Kimes posted this during the during the broadcast. Like Chris, she said, Chris is t- Chris Chris Collinsworth. 
is talking about Zach Wilson the way I used to talk about my dog right after we adopted him. True, he ate our sneakers, peed on the carpet, nipped me, but he didn't break skin. Uh, anybody that is a dog owner, uh, like like I am, anybody that is, uh, especially I adopted a rescue dog, totally feels that right there. Like yeah, right. that was how yeah, just, you're gonna, he should never be going past the second look equals that was our fault for bringing him to the dog park. It was way too chaotic there. Yeah, that I, I felt that right. That was that was so true. Um, but after oh that, God. though, after that early sequence, when um, they were like, he was talking about Zach Wilson in such an insane way of like, dude, man, the bar is literally the floor here uh, for this yes. guy to just like, right. which is true. Like if Zach Wilson goes out there and doesn't actively piss his pants, it's an improvement over what he's usually doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say though, the drive to end the half and then the drive, the first drive out of the third quarter, I really did think in those two drives, Wilson was like legitimately white hot. He was playing with a lot yeah, of confidence he and he was, mm-hmm. and he was ripping it. We are talking about a handful of drives here over the course of the game. And and to, right. to Zach's credit, and again, the bar is literally the floor here, he took responsibility after the game for the fumble and said, like, in that moment, I can't make that mistake. Like, to fumble a snap is just – which, by the like, that's a huge improvement from what we saw last year when after the game's like, yeah, not my fault or whatever, you know, that, right. that originally started the whole is the locker room turning on him. I, I normally don't buy into, like – the the confidence stuff like all right can he ride this momentum but for a player like zach specifically who has been so um down 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 bad bad yeah really down (laughs) Down bad bad. and like his teammates publicly (laughs) ready to like incite a mutiny against him the fact that guys like alan lazard and randall cobb and um, you know, some of the other guys are there after like just really trying to build him up at the end of that game. I do think that does matter for him. So again, the bar is literally the floor, we're, but we're hoping that he can maybe clear that bar just so that this offense can be functional. I'll say this, James, if he is riding hot on momentum here and maybe uh-huh. he's not because the end of that game he gets to face the Broncos next week and like looking good. Uh, yeah, the Broncos are looking anything but good defensively. That might be, I know this is hot takey, but that might be the worst defense I've ever seen. Like (laughs) it might be, it might legitimately be the worst defense I've ever seen. I mean, are we, did you, did you not remember what Chicago looked like for the first three weeks of the season? I mean, they were horrendous, my friend. Well, yeah, at least they didn't let up 70 points. I mean, I, that's a good point. They let up 70 points in an NFL yeah. game, and yeah, then like they let it's Justin Fields throw four touchdowns, and I'm not even sure which is worse. Uh, <laughs> and it just, it, I'm just talking from like an assignment perspective. Like nobody yeah. seems to be like aware of what they're supposed to be doing in the secondary, which is crazy because you know Vance Joseph is like coached forever in the league, but I um, I, yeah, it's it's a team that has a. It's weird because sometimes you t- see these teams that. Um, like in Minnesota now, I know I'm jumping all over the place here, but you see these teams sometimes like Minnesota's doing this with Brian Flores. We're like, yeah, we don't have a lot of talent over here. Yeah. So like, uh-huh. let's just throw the MF and kitchen sink at quarterbacks yep. and just blitz the shit out of them and see if that works. And you know, it usually it's, it's very live by the sword, die by the sword. Weirdly, Denver like kind of does the same thing, uh, but they have talent at least some levels. And it, it's like weirdly working against them in some kind of strange cosmic way. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. 
Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they've got major holes um, everywhere on the defense, but you're right. They do have some stars and that usually bodes well. Um, so a little bit... Um, a little bit confused as to why they're playing so poorly, man. Uh, it doesn't seem like the team, Denver, that is, uh, is playing for for anything. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, they're not playing for their quarterback. They're not playing for their coach. They're not, like, you know, like, what's the motivation here for mm-hmm. Denver? Uh, it just doesn't seem like a very um, motivated unit by any stretch of the magic. And this is on both sides of the football. By the way, very quietly, Sean Payton actually has resurrected the offense. Like, the offense... yeah. Offense looks very good. I think the offense is completely functional offense and pretty good. It's just that now their defense is maybe, as you mentioned, maybe the worst in the NFL, right? So it's very strange. Um, it's it's almost like trying to nail Jello to the wall, man. Like they, they they got this piece now, and then everything else is sliding down. You know what I mean? Like so, I don't know. It's pretty. It's it's wild stuff there in Denver. And and by the way, by the way. They still need to get Marvin Mims more snaps. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Okay. They need yeah. to get more snaps, more routes run. I mean, it's getting a little ridiculous now. Um, but yeah. Okay. I'll ask you this long term in regards to the Jets. Is there a, I don't know, like a road to recovery here for the Jets offense? I mean, is it, you know, Zach Wilson to, to Garrett Wilson uh, was a thing. I mean, obviously he absolutely, completely, absolutely missed on a wide open touchdown throw. Uh, but that's fine. You know, it happens in the NFL. It's going to happen. But is there a road to recovery here for the Jets offense? Uh, I would say there's a road to something close to respectability. Um, Recovery is, I mean, it's tough to say because they're not going to be what they were with Aaron Rodgers ever. Uh, And they still have, yeah, they still have rather big flaws beyond Wilson. Like, it's funny. We do this thing with quarterbacks where. And I and I know I've made this joke with Andy Barons before because he's made this point about the Bears where he's like every you know two two to three years into a staff it's like is it the coach is it the quarterback is it the players mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. we do this with quarterbacks all the time where it's like yeah Zach Wilson's playing poorly but there are other problems in the offense it's like okay he can still be playing poorly and there can still be other problems in the offense he's, the, both things can be true here <laughs> generally in sports like we have seemed to just always want to avoid the fact that yeah both things can be true and, and I think that really is the case here in New York because it's absolutely true that that offensive line is uh, was bad coming into the year and now is yeah. worse because of injuries right. um, it's absolutely true that Brees Hall like Going downhill, he can still get going downhill. Like if he gets a crease, you know, and there, and he just has to go north south, he can still pop. But anytime he's got to go laterally, it's like, yeah, that looks like a dude coming back from an ACL injury. Um, and Dalvin Cook, like I just don't even know what the point of Dalvin Cook was at this stage. Like right. every, and they're still mixing in Michael Carter, so it's not like their run game is going to be. Yeah, it's not like their run game is ever really going to pop. And and again, even when we thought it was going to be Aaron Rodgers, it's like, yeah, they have Garrett Wilson, but the rest of these guys are not necessarily needle movers. They're fine NFL players, but Alan Lazar is not a needle mover. Like Tyler Conklin is not a needle mover. So it's not as if everything is right around Zach Wilson and just, man, if Wilson could just be league average, this offense is going to pop. I think purely the only thing that anybody cares about with the Jets offense, besides I mean, Jets fans obviously want them to win games. Yeah. I mean, obviously, from a fantasy standpoint, people just want Zach Wilson to be functional so that Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall can be usable. And I think Uh that there is there is a road to recovery for that. And there is (laughs) a road to recovery for there is a road to respectability 
with this Jets offense. It's just you got to see a guy like Zach Wilson stack games and stack performances before you get. Yeah, there. I'm. I am of the mindset that uh, we are all hot and bothered right now because it was an island game. It was a very high profile game against the world champs. You know, Patrick Mahomes is in the building. We got Aaron Rodgers is in the building. Taylor Swift is in the building. High profile game, right? One of the most watched games uh, of the year. And Zach Wilson didn't puke all over himself, right? So good. Uh, good on him. 105 passer rating, 72% completion rate. Really good stuff, you know, for Zach Wilson. Um, and again, I think he played probably his best game as a professional. Okay. Now, that being said, we have multiple years of game tape telling us that this is not going to, we're not going to ride this train, baby. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I would be surprised. I would be really, really surprised if the jets move forward and actually build on this win. I would, me personally, I would be very surprised. Um, and again, you talk about, I talk about utilization all the time, you know, but it's like, I don't understand the running back room. You know, is Brees Hall still recovering? That's why they're trying to work in Michael Carter. Is Dalvin Cook cooked? Is that why they're working in Michael Carter? I don't know. Brees Hall played 45% of the snaps. Michael Carter played 30% and Dalvin Cook played 25%. Right. So what are we doing here with the, with the running back snaps? And then all of a sudden it's like everyone with the Jets uniform that is eligible to catch a ball can catch a ball now. <laughs> I mean, they had all kinds of dudes running routes out here. Uh, Matt Harmon. I mean, yeah, Jeremy Ruckert. Is, is running routes, Xavier Gibson running routes, CJ Uzoma catching a touchdown. What the hell's happening? They're just throwing, to me, it felt like, you know what? Desperation. We're playing the world champs. Let's just throw everything at the wall, see what sticks. And luckily for them, some stuff did stick in this game against Kansas City. So uh, to me, it was a, a completely different approach to what they normally do. They were sprinting out just, a, 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 I mean, just everyone's involved. Everyone get in. Everyone get involved and let's ride and let's just see what happens. And luckily for them, I mean, they still lost, but I mean, it was like, I, yeah. this is as, yeah. I know, I know. This is as good lost. of a loss as you could have, though. You know what I mean? It's as good of a loss as you could have. Am I wrong? I don't know, man. Uh, you know, the way it went down with the refs and stuff like that and, and how pissed off. I don't know if Robert Sala is going to survive this. Like, and I'm not even talking like, are they going to fire him? I mean, is he going to be able to live through this? Um, <laughs> He's got to run a couple more stairs, dude. He'll be fine. I don't know. Every time they cut to him on the sideline, I'm like, damn, this, this dude is in a dark place, my guy. Um, <laughs> um, so I am a little concerned uh, <laughs> about Robert point. Sala's well-being. Yeah. But um, yeah, call, I, it, I guess it's, it's as good of a loss as you can, you can hope for. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.